Welcome to another episode of Norman's Medical Review Podcast. Today, I want to give a talk on anemia, the general approach to anemia. So let's start with the definition. So anemia is defined as a reduction in hematocrit or hemoglobin concentration. When red blood cells decrease, then the heart rate compensates, or the heart rather compensates by increasing its rate. And so you're going to have tachycardia. Or there may be an increase in the stroke volume. And that is the stroke volume is the amount of blood pumped per beat or per contraction. There is also the increased um, extraction of oxygen from the blood at the cellular level. And in addition to that, there is also a rightward shift of the oxyhemoglobin curve and increased in the 2,3-diphosphoglycerate. Now you may ask, what is the 2,3-diphosphoglycerate? Well, 2,3-diphosphoglycerate, right, abbreviated 2,3-DPG, It's a substance made in the red blood cells and it controls the movement of oxygen from red blood cells to the tissue. Okay, so now that we have set that stage, let's go on to looking on the signs and symptoms of anemia. Well, what are the general signs and symptoms of anemia? First, a person may have headache. And then for sure, they may be fatigued easily and there may be some degree of weakness or there may be poor concentration. On physical exam, you may see a pale conjunctiva and of course, the vitals might show hypotension and compensatory tachycardia. In terms of the diagnosis, please remember that if the hemoglobin and hematocrit indicates anemia, right? By Because they're low, it's a one to three ratio. So if both the hemoglobin and hematocrit indicate anemia, your next step, the initial step, the next initial test is a reticulocyte count, right? That's the very first test you do. You wanna do. And you do a, reticul- a reticulocyte count and you look on the MCV. Now, the reticulocyte count um, indicates if erythropoiesis is occurring in the bone marrow. Now, in terms of erythropoiesis, in order for effective erythropoiesis to take place, um, there has to be things in place. Number one, there has to be enough iron and B12 and folate in the bone marrow, right? So for effective um, erythropoiesis to take place, you have to have adequate amount of iron, adequate amount of B12, and adequate amount of folate in the bone marrow. Also, just as an aside, keep in mind that blood transfusion is not indicated unless the hemoglobin concentration is below seven. Now, once you do the reticulocyte count, right, 
right? Now you're suspecting an email and you do the reticle, the reticular side count. Um, three results can be determined from the reticular side count. You can the reticular site index can be greater than 2%. That's one result. The next result, the reticular site index might be less than 2%. And the third one, the reticular site index might be normal. So it, it falls in the normal range. Now let's look on the reticular site index if it's greater than 2%. If the reticular site index is greater than 2%, it implies excessive red blood cell destruction or hemolysis. Now, as a result, the bone marrow will try to increase red blood cell production by putting out more reticular sites. If the reticular site count is less than 2%, it implies inadequate red blood cell production by the bone marrow. So those are the two extremes. If the reticular site index is less than 2%, then your next step is to examine the peripheral blood smear, right? So remember um, the two extremes. If the reticular site index is less than 2%, then your next step is to examine the peripheral blood smear. Once you do the peripheral blood smear, if the, per, if the smear shows small red blood cells, then there is microcytic anemia and the MCV will be less than 80. Once microcytic anemia is determined from the peripheral smear, then we would try to determine the reason. And the reason for microcytic anemia might include iron deficiency anemia, which is the most common cause of microcytic hyperchromic anemia. Then the next thing is anemia of chronic disease. And we're talking about microcytic anemia now, microcytic anemia. And we said that once that is determined on the peripheral smear, then you're gonna look for reasons. And the first reason I gave you was iron deficiency anemia, which is the most common cause. Then, of course, so the next is anemia of chronic disease. In this case, iron is present in the body, but it is not available for hemoglobin synthesis. Then thirdly, you may have thalassemias. In this case, there is a defect in the globin chain. Then next, you may have ring sideroblastic anemia. With this, um, this may be due to lead poisoning or pyridoxine deficiency. Pyridoxine is B6, so pyridoxine deficiency or alcohol poisoning. In this anemia, the iron accumulates in the mitochondria. Then you may have, if now the third thing, if the peripheral smear, if the peripheral smear shows macrocytic cells, Right, so remember, we did a peripheral smear to show microcytic cell. I just gave you some reasons for microcytic, microcytic um, small cell anemia. Right now, you look in the peripheral smear. This time, it shows macrocytic cell. So, if macrocytic cells on the peripheral smear is seen, then you have a situation of macrocytic anemia, and the MCV is normally over a hundred. Macrocytic anemia may be due to one defective 
um, defect in the nucleus. And if there's a defect in the nucleus, what's going to happen is that it's not going to turn off the cell growth in the appropriate time. So the cell continues to grow and become large. The defect in the nucleus, right, may be due to B6, um, B12 and folate deficiency. The um, liver disease can also cause increase in cell volume resulting in macrocytic anemia. The third thing is if the peripheral smear is normal, right? So we looked on if the peripheral smear shows small cells, we talk about that. We talked about if the peripheral smear shows large cell, we just finished that. Now, if the peripheral smear shows normal cell, then it is normocytic anemia. In normocytic anemia, this may be due to aplastic anemia. It may be due to bone, bone marrow fibrosis or tumor or even anemia of chronic disease and renal failure. Well, um, so that's now all of that, all of what I've just said, all of what I've just said come under well, um, the caption of the reticulocyte index um, being less than 2%, right? Now, if the reticulocyte index is greater than 2%, then you should consider um, two things. Number one, the patient may be losing blood from some type of GI bleed or somewhere. And number two, hemolysis. The patient is, um, their red blood cells are being broken up. All right, so this is the general approach to anemia and the steps that you would take. Well, thanks for listening. And as always, continue to push yourself. Go over this, review it, know it very well. It won't change. And as always, your mind is a fertile field. Be careful what you plant in it. Good night. Thanks for listening to Norman's Medical Review. Follow us on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, and if you're on Apple Podcasts, hit the plus button on the top. Stay tuned for the next episode. Remember to... Listen and study well. Take care.